Dr. Airsoft's here. He's done a number of online blogs about uh, iPro safety gear. Airsoftmedicine.com. So, yeah, give him a round of applause. Yeah! Who's missing their field uh, card? Hey, this is Master Sergeant Mad Max Mullen. I want to encourage you all. And matter of fact, I'm going to give you an order to listen to Airsoft Medicine for the latest reviews on safety and equipment. Because one of the um, premier things is safety, whether it's on the real fields of battle or in the airsoft world. So that's an order. Airsoft Medicine. This is Mad Max. Ranger out. This is Willie from High Ground Airsoft, and you're listening to Airsoft Medicine. Hey, this is Jay Rue from Airsoft Barracks. You've seen me on Jay Rue vs. Michael. Make sure that you are listening to Airsoft Medicine. This is Scott Hollenbeck from U.S. Airsoft telling you guys to stay tuned to Airsoft Medicine. These are the days of miracle and wonder. This is a long-distance call. And it's Dr. Airsoft with Rangemaster Larry on Airsoft Medicine for August 2014. It actually is a long-distance call that we're going to be making during the show to Dr. Timothy Chu of the State University of New York, where he is an ophthalmologist. Actually, I believe he's a retinal specialist, if I remember correctly. He is going to be speaking to us about a very sad event. Mm. The first case report that I've seen in the literature of a BB penetrating someone's eye and causing blindness. So, Airsoft. Ralphie's mother was right. She was. You yeah. could put your eye, but I want to hear. Well, I don't want to do the show first, but I want to hear more about the circumstances, the eye injury, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. We do but want to hear more. Before we get into that, before that, disaster looms large in the California legislature. Tell us, please. Well, SB 199, the famous uh, uh, redo of the pink airsoft gun yeah. bill, is coming before the. Uh, Senate, or yeah, Senate Committee on Appropriations tomorrow. Assembly. Uh, excuse me? Because it passed the Senate. It is, yeah, you're absolutely right. You've caught me in, a, in an almost lie. The Assembly Appropriations Committee uh, tomorrow, that would be uh, August the 6th in the year of our Lord 2014. There are 17 members in that committee, 12 of them Democrats, five of them Republicans. I suspect it's going to be a vote along party lines. I kind of look at the demographics of the the D's in there, and they're from. See if you follow my pattern here. I'm following. Burbank slash Hollywood Hills, Mission Hills, Inglewood, uh, well East San Jose, Stockton, Tracy, but Northeast and East LA, Pasadena, um, Culver City. Hmm. We got one from San Diego. We got another one from uh, Elk Grove, Lodi. So it's not like Placer County and Orange County and No, most of it's in the greater Los Angeles area. All right. Where this thing was spawned. Okay. So So yeah, you can but I don't want to discourage you from writing, calling your representatives, especially those who may happen to be on the appropriations committee. Yeah. Of the assembly? Yeah, and I won't read the names to you because that would be like listening to C-SPAN. We're not going to do that. We're not C-SPAN. We are not. We would be, like, if we did more time and we had to fill it up with C-SPAN type stuff. Yeah, and give speeches to empty rooms, things like that. They do. I've, I've watched it. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. Okay. We don't do that. So what else have us gone on since our last podcast? We have done a gun, well, sort of a review. It was on the uh, APS PMC, if you remember that, we had it at your house, and we had a great helper holding it for one of the shots, although I don't know if anybody will catch that it's not one of us. Yeah, that's we, okay. We have, uh, <clears throat> I don't even remember his name. Wow, I wish you hadn't uh, 
Oh no! Did I put you on the spot? You did. I, I I'm choking. So I think I did. Uh, uh, Chris, Chris, Chris. Yes, yeah. Chris was demonstrating the full auto capability and uh, showing that the the uh, recoil mechanism it, it didn't at least on our model didn't work the best on full auto. Worked fine on semi auto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris comes to us all the way from the great state of Virginia. Yeah, and he goes back with an APS PMC too, mm-hmm. AK47, with a blowback that doesn't work. But he's probably pretty jazzed to but have. He's it. pretty stoked. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of cool that he was able there, able to be there and be a part of that review. So this gun, uh, given to us by Airsplat, you can buy it from Airsplat.com. It's a tactical AK. That I guess there's a few other guns that have this, but I've not seen them. Has the ability to put the battery in two different spots, so you can have it in the regular AK spot that goes right under the uh, upper receiver, and then also in a crane stock in the back. Right. Just don't plug them both in at the same time. Otherwise, you're getting 22 volts of LiPo power instead of 11. Which, which bears repeating. <clears throat> Even though the instructions say you can plug them both in, do not, do not, do not. Yeah, I don't know if it was necessarily the instructions. It was uh, some very popular YouTube videos on the, that particular gun that said you can do it. Mm. This gun is interesting. It's made by Hakatsu. Hakatsu is the company that makes the Iron Face mask, which actually is plastic, not iron. They also make the uh, Thunderbees, the little uh, well, loud... that's okay. The Israeli Iron Dome is not actually made out of iron. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is in the news right yeah. now as we're recording this. The uh, the other thing they make is the the rocket, remember? The mortar type that they showed us at SHOT Show one year. It has the uh, the, the fins that spring oh, out yeah. and it's going to hit somebody it's, on the it's noggin the downfield. It's the airsoft equivalent of the lawn dart. <laughs> I love it. It really is. It's, it's talking about a penetrating injury. <laughs> right through somebody's dome. And, and I, I don't know really what the, uh, the pen- reception of that has been in the U.S. market. But That'll penetrate an iron dome. <laughs> maybe they're shooting them in Israel. I don't know. Maybe. So we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap up on these issues because we want to spend plenty of time with Dr. Chu. Now we have with us Dr. Timothy Chu of the State University of New York in the uh, ophthalmology department. And I believe specifically uh, you are a retinal specialist. Is that right, Dr. Chu? No, I'm not. I am a cornea specialist. Cornea. Ah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And they can't see that I'm actually hitting my... Actually, you can see that I'm hitting my head, (laughs) that I I messed that up. Cornea. Okay. Uh, And and the reason I thought of retina is because of what happened in the the case that we're about to talk about uh, as it progressed. But... Could you, for us, just give the basics of the case that you reported in the uh, the ophthalmology journal? Yes, I'd be glad to. We reported, I believe, uh, what was the, by far the most uh, severe injury that has been ever reported, ocular injury reported uh, due to the airsoft gun pellet. And uh, this was a case of a uh, 17-year-old uh, young girl, young lady, who was uh, playing in her... Uh, backyard with her brother, which is a fairly common scenario, I think, and they were uh, shooting things around, or her brother was, I'm not clear whether she had her own gun too, but they were just shooting things, they were not even shooting each other, and he shot a rock, and the airsoft pellet ricocheted off the rock, striking her in the the right eye, causing severe pain and uh, loss of vision and injury. This resulted in them coming to our emergency room, and uh, 
where we subsequently evaluated her and so and and where was the emergency room where geographically was our stony brook university emergency rooms stony brook university is the trauma center for much of central and eastern long island uh doc this is uh range master larry did the did the bb or the pellet actually penetrate the eye yes it did in fact there there have been a few studies that have reported a number of ocular injuries and in fact a couple of research groups have even experimentally uh, shot cadaver and and donor eyes and so on with with pellets just to see the yep. types of injuries that are that can be caused that was done both at Wake Forest and uh, the Israeli group with Dr. Asaf Kratz yeah, yes sir yep, so uh, we've reported and, on earlier uh, either experimentally or uh, clinically an ocular penetration has uh, up to this point up to the time of our report and to our knowledge never been observed or reported and so we're really the only uh, both clinical and experimental case of this happening and it but it was indeed a uh, a plastic pellet as we uh, proved after the nucleation was not a you know a metal pellet or anything like that that was thought to be a plastic pellet it was it was plastic pellet to your knowledge was the uh, girl wearing any kind of uh, eye protection no, she definitely was not. Okay, so she was. They were, bare they back. were not really yeah. playing guns. You know, they were they were uh, toward each other. They were just shooting things. So, I think in that scenario, I think it would be even more possible that uh, children and other people using those guns would not might not think about using eye protection. And, and we. Uh... I'm sorry, we interrupted you as you were given the narrative of what happened. She went and uh, presented at the emergency department, uh, uh, was yes. treated as a, a, a traumatic injury. Yes. And then what was the course of her case? Because I know it, it, it went over several weeks that this uh, was yes. drawn out. Well, uh, I happened to be on call uh, that night, and I was called in, and she obviously had a, a severe ocular injury with... Uh, uh, bare light perception, uh, vision presentation, and uh, we took her emergently to the emergency room. The eye was uh, very severely damaged. I uh, uh, through imaging, I I was aware that there was an intraocular foreign body, but uh, it was not my expertise at that uh, time, nor probably necessary right at that moment to remove the pellet, nor was it possible for me with my training. So we, uh, I closed the, the rupture and restored the, the integrity of the globe with the knowledge that the intraocular foreign body was still there with plans to probably imminently and, and subsequently have that removed by the, uh, by the retinal specialist. So was it uh, embedded in the retina? Well, uh, it was, I I think it was a little difficult to determine because I could, if I could describe the subsequent course, postoperatively, she had basically bare to no light perception and uh, ultrasound testing uh, seemed to suggest, you know, that the intraocular contents were, pardon me, that the eye was uh, very badly damaged and that the intraocular structure was, was disrupted. So therefore, you know, there was a grave prognosis to her to actually uh, get, gaining any useful vision back uh, because because of the this 
assessment, the uh, vitreal retinal specialist did not feel urgently inclined to try to, you know, do heroic surgery to try to remove this thing with, with the eye showing disorganization on uh, ultrasound. Subsequently, due to the parents, you know, wanting just something, you know, miraculous to uh, be done, he agreed to uh, to just do some exploratory surgery and just see what he could fix basically and see what he could remove. As it turned out, uh, he could not even, not on this call right now, I, I would have to defer to, to the vitreal retinal uh, specialist who's not on our faculty anymore. He has moved to a different uh, university, but he was actually not able to remove the, uh, the foreign body. It was difficult to say if it was embedded the globe was uh, disorganized and uh, there there was retinal tissue i think wrapped around the pellet but uh, you know to say that it was underneath or embedded in would be would to be to suggest that the retina was still in its proper orientation it was basically I think shredded tissue all over the place. So in other words there wasn't there wasn't much hope it wasn't a good situation no, no, but the parents it, it wanted to must, try anyway. It basically caused equivalent uh severe uh damage as a metal pellet would which would be not only penetrating the eye in both of these uh, projectiles but probably just uh, bouncing around and and just severely disorganizing the you know normal structure of the eye which is why these injuries are so devastating, but but the it kind of acted a bit like a a metal pellet in that uh, probably ricocheted and bounced around the eye a few times and and just shredded up all the uh, the structures and in their position and uh, so on. I, I'm going to guess I might be jumping ahead too far, but uh, that she didn't regain her sight. No, no, she she did not. After the really the prognosis was fairly dismal, and it, this was done in kind of respect the wishes and the very it was very upsetting of course to their whole family and an emotional thing and i think it was done to to just to do try to do say that we tried everything but um it, it was i think it was clearly hopeless especially probably at that late date but even earlier it would have been because the the the, the structure of the eye was actually you know disorganized it's certain things that's why I like being a cornea specialist. You can always do a cornea transplant, but you know, a lot, a lot of these other things, you know, you just can't mm -hmm. always put Humpty Dumpty back together. Yeah, I, yeah. So she lost the eye. She did. Uh, it was. It became a pain, uh, a painful blind eye, as well as uh, somewhat uh, unsightly because of the uh, scarring, discoloration of the cornea, and the, just. Uh, shrinkage of the eye and so it was removed for both for pain and for uh cosmetic improvement she subsequently got a beautiful prosthetic uh, eye which she seems to be happy with and has gone on to i, I think uh go to college and do different things uh, she's done she's done pretty well she's a nice young lady sure now i, I meant to ask you at the front end of this or, or 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 if you said it i didn't notice approximately what date did this occur I would, well, month, uh, month, and year. If you give me a minute, um, to be super month, precise, maybe, it was within month, the last maybe, year. Month may be a little tricky, but I, uh, it, it happened six year, uh, about five years ago. Oh, okay. Hmm. About when we were starting airsoft medicine, right? Well, so the uh, 
the real issue here, the a couple of things that I noticed as we were going along, they were just kind of they're playing in an unsupervised situation. I don't know how old the brother was. Oh, they were not supervised. It yeah. was just she and her brother. The parents were, I believe they were home, but they were just right. inside. And but, the kids were out uh, in the backyard shooting at rocks and shooting yeah. at things. Well, and, and there's the there's the issue. is, And no one was wearing any kind of eye protection whatsoever. No. So that's but still the astonishing you know, uh, just uh, really a bit of a freak injury because with all this, uh, these uh, various uh, kind of experimental uh, work that was done too, it, it does appear that um, in general, the pellet does not, not have enough energy, the plastic pellet, to, to penetrate the, the coat of the eye. So a little freakish how it could have retained that much energy even bouncing off something the the mechanism of the injury was as reported probably by the the uh girl and her brother yeah we is we it possible this... that they're not telling quite the whole truth about how it happened i'm you know i'm not accusing anybody of anything right. but you know uh, people get I, to horse playing and uh, right yeah i mean the only other thing would be if he shot her directly but we we didn't get that feeling at all you know everyone felt very bad and uh i'm not sure if the i know what you mean yeah, I, yeah. the other but, thing that goes through my mind we, we and... didn't we did not uh get the impression that it seemed that both the sister and the brother were telling the same story so we didn't get the impression he had directly shot her rather that it was a ricochet the other thing i wonder about and, and this may not have come up in taking the history but one of the things we would think of is was the gun modified in some way to shoot faster or was it truly an airsoft gun or another type of gun they put an airsoft bb in like a really fast air gun and and maybe you guys don't know that well yeah i wouldn't know that we were we were told that it was a an airsoft gun in fact they they hmm. brought in the little bag of ammunition which was about uh, about a bag of i don't know 30 or 50 bbs plastic bbs and they were typical airsoft bbs uh and again we um we never got anything from the parents i mean they seemed like a normal close family that that, that there there didn't seem to be any concern from the parents that maybe the kids had you, you know gotten a real air gun or, or something like that it, it seemed like hmm. it was one of those uh commercially uh, purchased uh, toy guns, so to speak, quote-unquote. So uh, other than this particular case, Dr. Chu, have you seen uh, any other type of eye injuries from Airsoft? Actually, personally, this is the only injury I've seen. It's by far the most severe. There haven't been any other penetrations ever reported. Uh, There have been other injuries uh, hyphema and uh, corneal contusions, corneal abrasions, uh, and some moderately serious intraocular injuries that have resulted actually in some degree of visual loss, but commonly not severe visual loss. But I saw one uh, report of, uh, I believe, hyphema that caused some corneal staining that may have, uh, the implication was the patient needed further surgery, which would probably be a corneal transplant. there's also been uh, reports of, you know, hyphemas, which can cause uh, 
glaucoma, a choroidal rupture, which can be potentially uh, even blinding. There was not any uh, further report that this uh, choroidal rupture actually caused article that had reported that uh, seemed to suggest that the person that had the choroidal rupture did not lose vision. Hmm. Uh, There have not been, to my knowledge, uh, retinal detachments reported. The most common is anterior segment with with, uh, hyphemas and uh, corneal contusions and abrasions. And and I'll remind our audience, I've told them in previous episodes, that uh, hyphema is just simply a collection of blood right behind the cornea in front of the lens there, and you can get a little air fluid level, meaning that it's flat across. If you were upside down, you'd see the blood (laughs) fall down to the, the gravity side. And now, can... this did hit her, incidentally, uh, just it, it just a very, uh, as I said, just alignment of circumstances. But the eye itself has, you know, an Achilles heel of sorts or a couple of Achilles heels where it's most likely to where the tissue is the thinnest. And, and one of those areas is called the limbus, where the white part of the eye, the sclera, meets the cornea, the clear part. And that is... Uh, one of the thinnest parts of the coat of the eye. In fact, the limbus is often where we do a lot of our surgeries for that very reason that it's the thinnest part to get through. This hit her right at the limbus, the thinnest part, so the most uh, vulnerable and weakest part and the part of the eye that tends to rupture the easiest. So it was... It wasn't her day. If it it were, you know, three millimeters, two or three millimeters... Either way off to the side, you know, might not have hit that very weak point of the eye, but it right on the, the area that we even as surgeons go in because it is the, the one of the thinnest areas to go through. So I take it, you know, I, I'm, I'm a lay person. Is, is the eyeball itself a fairly tough structure? It, it is surprisingly tough. It, its coat is made of collagen and things like that. It's, it's somewhat even leathery. It's surprisingly tough and can take uh, a lot of injury with things that would seem more... Uh, Catastrophic. <laughs> yes, than, than that plastic pellet. Like, uh, well, I don't want to uh, ruin anyone's meal, but, you know, things like nails and and uh, glass and, and uh, things like that. And it's uh, surprising, even as you might be perhaps even skin, it's surprising sometimes that it can resist to some degree the even worse penetration or deeper penetration of some of these very sharp items. But it's probably the probably also, though, some of these are under low velocity. And, and, and with the airsoft gun, although it's low velocity con- compared to, um, you know, of course, a, a real, uh, let's say, explosive gun rather than an air gun, it, it still generates a moderate uh, amount of uh, speed and energy. So it just it just plain was not her day, you know. Yeah. She got the worst yeah, possible it's spot. Just, as most uh, accidents, I think, yes, and uh, vice versa. You know, sometimes people are lucky, and these things don't all align to cause horrible injuries. But in this case, everything lined up for her to lose her vision. It but, seems but to me, the, someone the of the eye is is moderately. Sometimes I say it's a bit like a, probably not quite as tough, but a, a little like maybe soft sneaker leather, something like that. It it's, does have some ability to protect against... Uh, it usually takes quite a blow to, to rupture the eye. The hmm. thing that strikes me is we're talking about an absolute horrible injury, a, a 17-year-old girl losing not only yeah. her vision, but even her eye. 
but yet at the same time we're talking about the, the, the very same discussion of airsoft eye injuries, you're reinforcing what previously had been everything we'd ever said. And that is the worst injuries, apart from this one that you reported, the worst injuries we're hearing about are either temporary or very minor decrease in loss of vision. Well, and yes. an even larger, an even larger part of this is that these types of injuries are entirely preventable. Yeah, which is where we come in. This is which is what we're yeah. about. Yeah. If only there'd been something there, uh, consistent with what we've always encouraged people to wear, some kind of a solid barrier, preferably uh, ASTM uh, certified or ANSI rated. The ASTM is coming out with their standards. Doctor uh, Chu, are you familiar with the ASTM? Uh, work at actually having a, a standard for airsoft uh, eye protection? Yes, I'm aware of that, although I think you are more familiar with the exact specifications of that. Well, I, I actually was on the committee last year for that, um, although I think we let that lapse this year. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're actually coming out with something and they're coming out with standards for what kind of uh, hit it's going to have to be able to sustain. And it's so good that if you were playing in a game on any normal field in the United States with the, with the rules that they use, getting shot at a fairly close distance, your eye is going to be safe. Uh, that's, that's the standard that they're going to be using. And of course, if, until that comes out, if you're using the ANSI Z87.1 criteria, you're probably going to be okay. And of course, we test a lot of goggles just by getting very fast shooting airsoft guns, shooting the, uh, the lens at a very close distance and seeing mm-hmm. that most of the ones that are out there for airsoft are able to take the hit and protect the eye. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, we find something that's a little sketchy. Well, and for me, the takeaway is that the, the extreme rarity of this type of injury has something to do with the availability of, of high-quality eye yeah. protection. As far as he knows, he's published a report on it. It's the only one. And so yes. it's as possible there's one out there somewhere that hasn't been reported. But uh, Yeah, the... the these other injuries are uh, can be moderately severe. Uh, it sounded like most that were potentially vision threatening were treatable. Uh, cataract, for instance, this uh, cornea, blood staining, uh, glaucoma. So, uh, you, you know, in general, when all the dust settled, people did not. This may be also the only case where a person uh, actually did. Uh, uh, develop a severe visual impairment, but still, uh, you know, the injuries can be certainly from mild to moderately severe, and 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 you know, no question that eye protection is uh, is necessary, and probably not really emphasized strongly enough. My own son, I picked him up from his friend's house, and they they after I'd done this report, and there were these plastic pellets all over the place. I didn't even realize they'd been playing with it, also without it. <laughs> Uh, eye protection at his friend's house. So, well, you know, I hope it's just, the son of the guy who who published the hey, the case report. Son, you can put your eye out. I know. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it happens to the best of us. I here. said something to that effect. But, uh, but it's just, I mean, I, I think, uh, yeah, it's just not really wow. something that that people people just think it's yeah they know it should be done, but they just don't think it's that uh, like just like rotating your tires. That <laughs> Other than a little stinger will will happen. Yeah. Well, thankfully, that's usually all it is. But thank you so much for joining us and uh, giving us your personal experience with this case that uh, truly is groundbreaking uh, in Airsoft. And and thankfully, 
is, as far as we know, rare, the, the only one. So uh, before you go, is yes, there any... We hope that, we hope that uh, with this report that uh, perhaps that will be uh, help people realize that severe injuries are rare but possible. And, yeah, and perhaps still that take... would, would help uh, uh, emphasize the need for uh, continued uh, emphasis and uh, publicity about the need to uh, wear eye protection. So and That's what I'm, we do. I, In other words... I applaud your efforts... Thank you. I've had a couple of uh, another one that was very heartbreaking, somewhat different. Uh, when I first started training, um, a uh, a uh, newlyweds were, and I believe they were actually on their honeymoon, of all things, and they decided to play pink gun and not uh, naked pink gun. <laughs> <laughs> and this was, I think, their honeymoon of all things, and oh and uh, so she was up on a rock. And he was down, kind of hiding below, and as pretty typical, he she raised her visor because running around it gets uh, it gets uh, fogged hot. up. Uh, and then at that moment, he shot, and he uh, just uh, totally destroyed her eye. You know, she was. All right, guys, rnsmissilejunkie.com, and I listen to airsoft medicine. Heartbreaking, but especially if you. I watched airsoft medicine, and it helped me decide what products to buy. It kept my face safe and now I have teeth and eyes teeth and eyes you're still there we're in favor of teeth and eyes now I've got teeth and eyes energy I think the energy of a yeah absolutely it's more than uh, with the plastic pellet by quite a bit and, mm-hmm. uh, and that's been definitely known to cause uh, uh, blind blinding uh, injuries and and of course uh, that's why we always end with play safely play safely